Hi everyone, it's Sarah C with Vanderpump Rules Party Podcast, Patreon edition. Thank you guys for joining me. I appreciate it. I really want to dish on some reunion talk. I figured out that I can watch live Bravo TV on my laptop on the early feed. So I watched Beverly Hills at 5 p.m., 8 p.m., or 6 p.m., 6 p.m. Pacific. So this is why you're getting this now. Um, I did have to touch on Reunion 2 because I missed it last week. So we'll touch on 2 and 3, obviously focusing on, you know, 3. little disappointed. Um, Kathy was really only 20 minutes. We've been waiting for 3 Reunion episodes only to get 20 minutes of Kathy. So that kind of sucked. Um, in other news super excited we're working on our pumpkins holly just released a reel of our old pumpkins just to kind of get everyone in the mood and we're putting out some new pumpkins you know things have changed pumpkins need to change so stay tuned please follow us on our instagram vanderpump rules party and it really helps like just watching the reels or if you want to comment awesome if you want to follow me personally, it's Sarah C-O-C. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-E-E-O-C. All right, let's get into the reunions. So picking up on last week, we've still got Diana there. I mean, the bonus of COVID is that Diana's time was very limited and it was via Zoom. So I'm really glad we didn't have three full weeks of her on the couch because I just feel like there was enough people screaming and talking over each other that she would have been just one more hyena on that Fox Force 5 couch. Um, so that's that's the good news. And the bad news is, like I said, we didn't get much Kathy at all. So anyway, so we start off with Garcelle. Um, wanting just asking Diana just to leave her alone don't post about her don't talk about her because Diana can't seem to stop putting Garcelle's mouth in her name when she comes to posting um she's like well you called me soulless and evil and that is way worse and Andy's like well you did call Sutton to see you next Tuesday she's like evil is much worse he's like I don't think so um what do you guys think? What do you think is worse, being called evil or uh, see you next Tuesday? I I guess it depends on the delivery and who's delivering it. Um, we know Erica Jane proudly wears that moniker. She has a necklace that she sports wearing it right out of the gate on her first season. If it's like the way Paris Hilton would use bitch, like, get out of here, bitch. Like, you know, in a friendly, loving t- I mean, still not a great word to be thrown around. Um, if it's a guy saying it, it's definitely an N.O. Evil, you know, it's just a term. It's like, oh my God, you're awful. You're terrible. You're vile. You're bad. Evil's just another word. For, it's just another adjective. So I'm going to go with Andy and think the C word is worse. But what do you guys think? Evil or C? What's worse? As Kathy called her. All right, where are we next? Um, oh gosh. So Garcelle talking about her Bill Cosby story. Oh, 
Not surprising. There are so many stories. And the fact that that fucker got off. In fact, my first crime con we went to, he had been in prison and it was the first time these victims could come forward because he, you know, kept going, it was dropped, it was settled, it was back and forth, and he was finally in prison. So these victims, and one of them was like the victim in like 1970, came and told their stories and we were all just moved. And at the end, we all got to kind of like cheer and celebrate that finally they got this guy. And literally, I think it was one, maybe two weeks after CrimeCon, he was released on the fucking loophole. So disheartening. Um, you know, by the time they get back to it, dude's going to be gone. It's just, I personally, um, know someone. So I had a friend in the nineties and I think at one of our work shows, Bill Cosby was going to be the performer. And I was like, Oh cool. We get to go see him for free. And my friend was like, absolutely not. I will never ever see that fucker. I was like, what America's dad? What do you mean? And so she told me the story of her friend who I later um, knew and went to her house and uh, we weren't close friends, but I know her and I know her character and I know her friends and family and she is very sweet girl, not a liar, liar or anything like that. She is a very striking girl. So she was a model um, and exact the story that you hear time and time again, same story. Um, yeah, sadly, she was not one of the people that testified. I mean, it, she had young kids. She just didn't want that to be thrust into the spotlight, you know, with her kids and her family and I guess where she lives. And it's like, where she lives is kind of a who's it who type sitch, but I, it, come on, you got to chuck that shit aside and support the other people but I guess everyone to each their own I mean who wants that kind of negative attention when the people do it they are accused of ulterior motives it's just disgusting so you can't blame her I'm just a little disappointed but anyways I heard that story back in the 90s so I heard this story before any of even the first accusations went public so when the first accusations came I think maybe late 90s early 2000s I knew it was true because I had already been told a story years prior so absolutely gross and um yeah i i'm glad carcel spoke up and i'm glad nothing happened to her so then andy confronts erica about throwing garcelle's book in the trash and erica kind of looks at rena and rena's like well i have to confess it was that was actually my trash i did it and erica just reposted it she took the photo and posted it with a caption saying, I'll bet you'll see this, Garcelle. So it was Rinna's trash. It was Rinna's phone. It was Rinna not recycling. Erica just kind of took one for the team and didn't rat Rinna out. Um, so everyone's saying, that's Tom's phone or gross. Erica doesn't recycle. Like she never even said a word. She just like remained silent and took it on behalf of Rinna. I'm like, Rinna, you should have probably like cleared that up a little earlier. Not like eight months later. So, yeah, I don't know. Probably wasn't the best choice. I know she's trying to be a good friend, but given that the tone of how people feel about her and how they felt about her a year ago, people hated Erica because of the way she acted. 
and her delivery and her reactions to victims and things like that. So then to like do all this other shit on top of it, I don't know. Maybe sometimes you just got to know when to fold them. No window, you know, okay, enough Kenny Rogers. Um, yeah, but I guess there's two ways to look at it. Anyway, she tweeted it, so I guess that's probably why she owned it, but it was Rena's picture. Um, Rena said she did that because Garcelle had put the story of Amelia in the book, and Garcelle's defense was that, oh, well, I wasn't talking about your daughter. I was retelling the story that already aired on TV back when we went to Rome, like a couple seasons ago, um, it's already out there in the public. Like you can watch it anywhere. Um, but she still like did what she could to remove it. They released a second edition, removed it, removed it from the audiobook. So, and, and Rena accepted that. So that's good. Um, LVP got caught up in the mix. She's like, Oh, Erica probably threw it. Erica probably threw it in the trash because she needs more of a scratch and sniff book. <laughs> um, and Erica just said, coming from someone who smells of garlic, Chardonnay, and cigarettes. So, ooh, shots fired. Um, I, I, it does track, but don't you think it would be rosé? Vanderpump rosé. Hmm. So Garcelle did confirm that she filmed with Oliver and LVP on Vanderpump. So I guess we'll see that when Vanderpump starts. Hopefully January. Um, so we have, okay, a fan called in and said, or whatever, posted a question. Saying, Rina, don't you think you're using your mom's death as an excuse for being so awful to Garcelle and Sutton? doesn't make a lot of sense considering you know what was your what's your excuse for being so awful to Denise and LVP and Kim and also let's not forget Yolanda and Munchausen gate so you know the the viewer was calling her out like okay well why were you awful on these times your mom was alive then so she is milking it that's for sure Sutton owns her reaction to Dorit's home invasion, which is good. She's like, I hate it. I hate it. I will regret it forever. It was, it was disgusting. I don't know what I was thinking. So I'm glad she owned it. And she says she just can't forgive herself. So Dorit accepted that. Another fan question came up asking Kyle about her physical aggressiveness on Sutton, the pushing and pulling that she was doing, um, spawning rumors that she even bruised Sutton, but Kyle said that Bruce was there before. Anyways, um, they sorted that out. She apologized to Sutton saying she, she knows she didn't make up the thing about her having miscarriages and yada, yada, yada. I guess Kyle was just kind of like, well, that's just how I am. I'm touchy. So I'm like, well, when they played the flashback, it was a little more than touchy. It was a little aggressive. That's for sure. So, Sutton and Rinna, um, she's like, basically, she's like, I just, I do not, she's like, I don't know why you hate me so much. I just, I do not consider you a friend. Um, because Rinna was calling her like a gold digger on social media and, and Rinna's like, I, well, I had a rough year. 
And she's like, I, something's like, I understand that, but you didn't do this to anyone other but me. So how do you explain that? You know, you're right. That excuse doesn't really work. Why weren't you an asshole to everybody else? Mm-hmm. Um, and also like, you can also call your BFF Erica Jane a gold digger if you're going to call Sutton one. Okay. Probably call half the cast. I don't know. Especially since we didn't know this, Sutton was a super um, good friend to Rinna while her mom was in hospice, while her mom was dying, before, during, after death. And, and Rinna agreed. She's like, yes, yes, you were. You were. I'm like, God, then you treat a friend like that? So Rena was like, I was just dead. You can't beat this horse anymore. I was glue. And Dorit's like, excuse me. Um, I, I don't understand the, the glue, the glue reference. What, what does that mean? And they're like laughing and they explain it to her. And she just looked like horrified that they like where you get glue. Yeah. She looked very upset. So Andy has told Rinna, he said many times privately about her disaster on social media, that she has no control. She needs to reel it in. Um, Rinna admits she gets a little like dopamine high from some of her posts. Um, But he's like, you accuse production of orchestrating the bot attack on Garcelle's son. She's like, well, that's what I was feeling at the moment, Andy. Kind of risky. That's like your employer <laughs> might not end so well for you hon so kyle and crystal get into it again about the microaggression aggression crystal's like i'm done with you kyle said no we're supposed to talk about these things at the reunion um crystal this is when she gets you know pretty pretty aggro but it was fun to watch i'm glad she spoke her mind and in a firm voice so, and then Erica, okay, Erica actually said something that, like, resonated with me and made a lot of sense. She's like, look, the conversation has changed, like, generationally. No one's intentions are bad. It's just things are changing. It's subtle, yet the consequences are big for everybody. And I think that was pretty well said because back when there were these issues, like last season of Sutton saying the things to Crystal and, like, I don't see color and Kathy's like, Michael Jackson said he doesn't see color and all, all those things. That is very generational. That is what people were taught to say or think or believe in like the 80s. They're like, no, don't, don't say you see color. That's what, you know, and as, as well as the vernacular. Vernacular kept changing too on things that are appropriate to say and things that aren't appropriate to say. So if you're not evolving and staying present to the current climate you're gonna just speak out these things that are beaten into you um from you know the early years when they were you were conditioned to think this way or say these things without ill intent or malice or prejudice it's just quite honestly it's like they don't know any better and they should Yes, and that's the lesson that they all agree, that we should learn, we should know better. Um, But there's no, like, true racism behind it. It's just ignorance, and they just need to grow and evolve and, like, open up their life experiences a little bit more so that they're able to 
stay current on um, how you talk about these things. That's what I'm going to say. But I mean, I've seen it myself. Like, it's just even being young and I had like this uncle, my sister was dating someone and he was like a way, way older uncle, like a great uncle. And he didn't know he was being inappropriate, but he, he, you know, he said something like, you know, I, oh, I used to work with the coloreds down South and we're just like, Oh oh God, we're like cringing. We're like, you can't say that, you know? And I was like back decades ago, he didn't know that he was thought he was bonding with my sister's boyfriend. He thought he was like, Oh, Hey, you know, it was like, you know, it's that, that era, that generation way back then. We're like, Oh, Hey, I have a gay friend. Maybe you guys know each other. Maybe you guys would like to date, you know, it's just coming from a place of ignorance. And I believe that's what Erica was trying to say. And I believe that's kind of where Sutton was coming from. She just, just kind of, and Kathy Hilton the same way, like, obviously not what we're talking about with the caribou club, but when she was like saying that about Michael Jackson and it's like, Oh, Kathy. I mean, Kathy, Kathy clearly lives in a bubble. So I can see how that could easily happen. Her just being like, no, we don't see color thinking that's the right thing to say when in fact it's not, but she doesn't know that it's not because she lives in a bubble. All right, let's get to tonight's episode of reunion. So it starts off with Sutton. They're talking about Sutton's cat sweater. And he's like, where did you get that cat sweater? She's like, it's cute. And Kyle's like, not for a date. And that's like facts. Thank you, Kyle. Bye, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. Um, yeah, not the best choice for a date. Erica. Erica's really channeling Lala. And Lala's really channeling Erica. Erica had sex last night. I had sex last night. And boy, was it a relief that... Someone can stay hard the whole time. She's like, I've got a roster. You got to get one up to the plate and then have a backup, a stand-in. You got to rotate the team, you know? It's like, literally, that's what Lala talks about on her podcast every week is her roster. I guess Erica Jean's no different, but more power to them. Go get that BDE. So Erica was cleared of wrongdoing in a big case and Andy's like well that's great but there's still a lot more lawsuits she's like yes Andy I know he's like um you know and do you do you regret at all your behavior this season he's like I mean do you still not not acknowledge that there are no victims and she's like I have no victims Tom does not me um so she's sticking with that she's sticking to her story and he's like, well, do you regret any of your behavior? And she's like, yes, Andy, I do. And he's like, you do? Yes, I've been going to therapy. Happy. She was very feisty with him. A lot of them were feisty with Andy. Dorit, am I boring you? I love that. In fact, I used that like a day or two ago. Now I can't remember where I was, but I used the Dorit. Am I boring you? All right, so he's like, well, I heard you're trying to get those earrings back. She's like, it's on appeal for legal reasons. So you're trying to get it back. It's on appeal for legal reasons. Well, isn't that really like the same thing? Aren't we saying really the same thing? She's like, it's on appeal. And he's like, okay. She's like, for legal reasons. It's 
just was so awkward. It went back and forth between her and Andy. And finally, he's just like, okay. She said that Tom still calls her. And people are like, well, why do you answer? And she's like, basically just out of humanity. So I kind of do believe that he truly does have, like, you know, the dementia and Alzheimer's that he's claiming. She's said that several times. And I can see taking someone's phone call if they're truly out of it. It's a horrible disease. And even, you know, they don't probably remember, I guess, the horrible, shitty things they did. And they're just living in this mind space of, like, this innocent child. It would be kind of hard. In fact, I don't want to talk about that right now. That's very upsetting. Whew. I'm fanning. All right. Let's switch. Let's switch gears to something lighter. Um, uh, Kathy admits it because Kathy's very Barbie-esque in her outfit, her shoes, and her dress. And she's like, I threw a Barbie-themed birthday party for Paris all the way up until her 35th birthday. I'm like, wait, isn't she like 35 now? But actually, I think she's older, huh? 40? Scary. So, well, that's kind of cool. Anyways, when Kathy comes out, oh, the glare on Rana's face. Ooh, them some daggers, like death stare. And he's like, Kathy, no slippers? And she's like, I've got them in the green room or whatever. She's like, well, I wear them. He's like, do you really wear them at airport? She's like, well, yeah, when my feet hurt. And you know what? Listen, I have done this. I have worn slippers in airports and hotels. And I wore them on the streets of London um, not that many years ago. A couple years ago. I had been, I kept like, whatever. I was traveling for a really long time due to airplane, like cancellations, reroutings, delays, causing misconnections, causing me sleeping in an Amsterdam airport lobby for 12 hours. Like a fucking nightmare. I've been in the same shoes for like ever, 48 hours or something. My feet needed to breathe. They also started hurting. I got some of those like um, Dutch wooden shoe slippers but they're like not wood they're you know slipper material and they have like grippies on the bottom like grippy socks and I'm like fuck it I can wear these around they're it's like a tourist shoe you know so I wore them and then I got to my hotel and I needed to go out and like get some supplies water and snacks whatever and I just couldn't bear to put my combat boots on and my oh because of all the connections and planes and reroutings my luggage wasn't there so I was stuck with the same clothes same shoes everything for a couple days that's why so I'm like fuck this I'm wearing these Dutch wooden shoe slippers out on the street to go get my groceries okay and I didn't give a fuck I was very Erica Jane zero fucks so I feel you Kathy like I've had to run down that like graded moving walkway thing in that like barefoot before and it's not pleasant it's it's very it's like imagine a cheese grater and your feet on that running it's like not fun but sometimes it's less painful than the shoes you were wearing so I get it anyway so they ask her about like her accidental public post like when she's like Rick can you give me a call and it'll be like a comment on an IG post or she'll post her phone number Kyle please call me and then she'll give her phone number and she's like well I just I don't know. I, I guess 
I do that and then I do a rinna and I take it down 20 minutes later. <laughs> so that was a kind of a funny burn. Rinna always like, big talker. Can't walk it though. She takes her shit down. Um, so Rinna is going on about everything Kathy said. She's like, it was the most vile, disgusting comments. I will destroy Kyle and her family and just saying all these things um, that she said about the other cast that they're like they're stupid useless idiots they're peons she can't believe she has to be around them they should be fired blah 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 blah, blah. I mean I'm thinking you know when you're somewhere and you're like god I wish I could record this or god I wish I had taken notes and was Rena behind her bedroom door like literally taking notes because you forget a lot of things, you know, in the heat of the moment, you're not going to remember everything. And she sure has a lot of specific details. Sure. You're going to remember some big things, but like, she's got like this word for a word. Like she said this about Dorit. She said this about Sutton. She said this. Okay. Let's just say it. I've already seen this reunion and I've seen the previews for it. And so I've already heard her say this. Oh, I saw this on social media, you know, weeks ago. So, you know, when they, showed clips and there was articles about it and I still can't remember who she called what so hearing it one time from Kathy you're going to remember specifically what she said about every single cast member I don't know I find that hard to believe unless she's behind the bedroom door like frantically taking like court reporter notes like seriously to catch all that and write it down and like you know I don't think you're remembering all that unless you're taking notes um or maybe you should have just hit record on your phone. I don't know. I mean, that'd be illegal. Well, they were in Colorado, so maybe not in Colorado. It depends on the state. Um, yeah. So anyway, so Kyle is sobbing. She's like, everything's always my fault. Like, she thinks that Kathy basically always blames her for everything that anybody else does. It comes down on Kyle. Um, Kathy said she wasn't upset about the 818 tequila that she thought Rena was had been supportive of Kathy's tequila in the past and she just this was a little unclear and you could tell Andy was fuzzy about this too that he's like wait I don't understand she's like well I thought Kyle had set up a little showcase after Kamasabi she's like Kimosabi Kamasabi Kimosabi <laughs> Um, I thought she had set up a little showcase of my tequila. I guess I just had that in my head. And so when I realized that she hadn't, that's what made me mad. I, I shouldn't expect things and then up, get upset when they don't happen. So it was very unclear. Um, you could tell Kyle was confused. You could tell Andy was confused. Weird. Anyway, so yeah. They kind of just let that go. You know, if they'd given Kathy the whole hour, we could have a little clear answers to this stuff. So then Kathy explains the DJ thing. She said, I approached the DJ to make a request, but he was too high up and he didn't see me. So I went back and I saw the manager and I said, hey, if I give you some money, can you get the DJ to play some requests? And the manager said, we are way too busy for that. And Kathy said, well, I mean, I've been coming here for 30 years and everywhere I go around the world, like San Tropez and Cam and, you know, we're able to do this. And he's like, where are you from? 
she's like, LA. He's like, well, then I suggest you go back to LA. Like, oh, okay. Props to the manager because isn't that exactly what you would want to say to an elitist throwing shit out like that, name dropping? Well, you know, when I was in Saint-Tropez or Cannes, you know, like gross. So I really love, especially since it's a club that caters to people like Kathy Hilton, the fact that he gave zero fucks and said that to her, that's some balls. That's like your own power trip, but I'm, I'm kind of here for it. Like I like Kathy, but when you're going to pull that shit, no one ever steps to you and throws it back in your face. And this guy did. And I kind of like it. So, so Erica then says that Kathy said to her directly about the DJ, that old fucking bleep won't play my requests. The bleep being a derogatory for term, I guess, for sexual orientation. Um, Kathy denies it. And Erica's like, you said it. You said it to me. She's like, how come no one else heard it? She's like, because you said it to me directly. And she's like, well, I think I've got a little more credibility than you. And Erica's like, I don't lie. And she's like, I don't lie. She's like, really? She's like, and Kathy's like, I have a sterling reputation. And Erica doesn't miss a beat. She's like, not anymore. <laughs> True. Um, she's like, well, I think people are going to believe me over you. And, you know, and Erica's like, I don't lie. Kathy also does have a point. Overall, she probably has a more credible reputation. Erica, I You've been caught some stories. Stories, it be a changing, to quote the great Carter from Vanderpump Rules, Kristen Doty's ex. Stories, it be a changing. Um, you know the whole broken ankle, brain, Pasadena snowstorm, rolled the car six times, burglars, all happening in like you know one night. You know, and then details changed. Remember, the car accident was a different night than the burglary. And the stories just kept changing. So I don't know how credible you are, Erica. Um, I don't know if you lied or if you didn't lie. You just, like, snowballed all of the stories into one big story. Unclear. Anyways, so Kathy's like, well, I'm not the one out sporting around, like, stolen property, basically. She's like, you're a $250,000 Cartier ring or your, your Gucci crocodile bag. She's like, that bag's 20 years old. She's like, it's still not yours. None of it's yours. How do you know none of it's mine? So Kathy is telling Erica, like, none of her stuff is hers. Doesn't belong to her. It's all part of money that was taken from the victims. And you know what? Probably is. Um side of maybe the money she made on her own from housewives or but you know she always had Tom buy her that shit the bags and the jewelry um and I know she wouldn't have had that platform for her career without Tom footing the bill for the PJ and the booking the gigs in Greece and shit like that but yeah that was a little war like none of it's yours and she's like how do you know it's mine so that was interesting I we could have had a little bit more of that, a little more spawning of Kathy and Erica. So Rinna continues. She's like, it's in the sprinter van when Kathy had the meltdown. She had she had a psychotic break. 
and I have never, ever heard such vile things. She's like, I, I am traumatized. And she said she had PTSD at one point. She's like, I was abused. I was tormented and abused. She's like, well, I mean, not physically abused, but emotionally abused and verbally abused. And it's just as catastrophic as being physically abused. And it's like, first of all, she wasn't aiming it at you. As Kathy said herself, look, I was with a trusted friend that I've known for a long time. And I knew they were not filming. So I felt like I was just venting as one does about their family or friends, right? To another friend. That's pretty common. Um, maybe not common some of the things she said, but, you know, Kathy didn't deny that she said some bad shit out of, you know, frustration and, and venting. And Andy's like, well, Rena, you've seen some real dark shit on this show. You're saying this was like the biggest thing that traumatized you. And she's like, yes, Andy, this is worse than anything. This is way worse than any of the Kim stuff. I don't know. You said some, did some pretty shitty shit to like Yolanda too. All right. So I don't know. She's like, and then she said she was going to take down NBC and Bravo and evolution that she has deals. And she's like, who honestly would say they're going to take down NBC? Like, I know Hilton is a big name, but A, they don't even run the freaking franchise anymore. And you're not big enough to take down NBC. Like, the president can't even take down NBC. Like, you know, come on. So I, that seems weird that she would say that, unless she is just so completely clueless and in her bubble, which possibly. Or is it Rena saying, well, if I say this, I'll piss off the employer and they'll they'll get rid of her. But, you know, you have to remember, Kathy doesn't really give a fuck if they get rid of her. She doesn't need to be here. She's fine being here. She's fine not being here. So I don't know, like, if, if Rena thought that would burn a bridge for Kathy, I think she's wrong because I don't think Kathy really gives a fuck. So in that scenario, kind of seems like, well, why would Rena say that? It does. Maybe it sounds like something Kathy did say. I can see her saying something like, if they try to twist this, I'll get my lawyers to take down NBC or something like that. I can get that. Or evolution, you know, if they like misedit or represent something out of context or anything, I will get my lawyers to, you know, she could, yeah, she could probably destroy evolution media, but not NBC. I don't know. Anyways, she's like, and also Rinna, she's like, do you not remember saying? I get it. I get it. I hear ya. You're preaching to the choir, girl. I get it. When she was venting about Kyle. And Rena does not deny it. She's like, um, mm. she, you can tell she's like, how should I answer this? Because she might have audio. You never know, right? She doesn't want to be caught in a lie. So she's being very careful with how she answers this. She's like, um, I don't remember exactly what I said. So... In other words, yes, said it. Yeah. So. Oh, oh, oh. All right. So then we go. Okay. So they are insisting like Rena's the leak or Erica Jean's publicist was the leak. But Rena said TMZ called her. Was it like that night or the next night about the Caribou Club? She's like, it was already out there. TMZ was already tipped off. And, you know, you think about it. The staff, 
any one of the patrons easily could have done this, you know? So I think that's, you know, a, a fair statement to stay, to say, not that I'm standing up for Rena. Here's the thing. I believe the things Rena says, Kathy said, maybe she's exaggerating or embellishing them, but I believe that, you know, the core of what she's claiming was said. Rena's just inserted herself so psychotically in this that it's giving she's she's having the opposite effect that she's intending it's giving Kathy a pass people are like yeah we kind of think it's true but we're siding with Kathy on this we're team Kathy because Rena is behaving so atrociously it's the Erica Jane syndrome why aren't these ladies figuring out that their reactions and delivery and tone is working against them. They are self-sabotaging. Had they both taken a different approach, like Erica would have so many like supporters behind her, but her doubling down on this, I don't give zero fucks about anyone but myself, is causing her more trouble and more haters and more trolls and more people wanting to file lawsuits. And the same thing as Rinna. Rinna's taking herself down in an attempt to make Kathy look bad. She's making Kathy look better and making herself look worse she's her own demise so while it may be true Rena, your delivery fucked everything up and it's not working in your favor so kathy said Rena's doing all of this because her contract is coming up and she needed to drum stuff up the way she did with like kim and camille and yolanda she's like you drove lvp off the show you are the biggest bully in hollywood and Everyone knows it. I mean, I don't, does everyone in Hollywood know Lisa Rinna? I don't think she's probably the biggest bully in Hollywood that can bully people because, you know, there's like, you know, there's huge, massive people like Randall Emmett that can control Hollywood. You know, JK. Uh, but certainly in like Bravo world, yeah, she's a bully. Rena said that Kathy is like the biggest monster she's ever met and the devil, she saw the devil that night. Kyle is still sobbing, <laughs> saying it's always my fault. I take the brunt of everything else's, uh, everyone else's stuff when it comes to Kathy. And Dorit's like, there are always bumps in the road. And she's like, I'm tired of the fucking bumps. She's like, it trickles down to the kids who then feel like compelled to defend their moms and then that causes infighting with the cousins. And it does suck. Because, like, we did see Paris defending Kathy and slamming Kyle. And you don't want, you know, of course, like, Kyle's daughters are going to defend Kyle. And then that's going to cause the cousins who are super close and best friends to start fighting. And it just sucks. And so Andy even asked Kathy. He's like, uh, Kathy, are you planning on going to Fair's wedding? Like, legit, she paused. She hesitated. She was like how should I answer this? And she's like, uh, I, I'm sure. Also, I think she could use the out of, he's like, will your family be going to Farrah's wedding? She's like, uh, I'm sure. Cause now she can say, well, he said my family, some of my family did go. I didn't say all of my family would be there, but it'd be really fucked up. Kathy, if you don't go, you know, don't just send Paris and Nikki or, What's your Conan Barton? What's the kid's name? Oh, 
feel like it's like court gesture or something. Ronan, Conan, oh, Baron, Baron. Yeah, isn't like a Baron like in the deck of cards? I mean, I just had a really bad poker poker experience, so no, I I do not think there is actually a Baron, <laughs> but you know, same theme, whatevs. All right, so then Kathy, so because Kyle's crying and she's like, everything's always my fault, and Kathy's like, Kyle, Kyle, you're acting like a martyr, Kyle, and it's not fair to me, Kyle, and she's just losing it. So Dorit tries to jump in. She's like, you guys, and Kyle's like, just butt out, Dorit. She's like, I'm sorry. She's like, just butt out. We're working this. We'll do it ourselves, and Dorit's like kind of doing everyone a favor, like, Everyone on stage, production, and all of us viewers, Dorit's kind of like, uh, well, we're just trying to keep it moving along. Like, in other words, like, that probably was going on for a long time. And they're probably like, are we really up here for, like, a three-hour family therapy session? Like, can we keep it moving? So I appreciate that, Dorit, although it was a little icy, a little cold. But I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and assume that that have been going on for quite some time. And maybe that's why Kathy only is on 20 minutes because really they didn't realize that she was probably filming for six hours and the editors just cut it down to 20 minutes. So it's, it's not Kathy's fault. It's not Andy's fault. It's not production's fault. It's editing's fault. Just kidding. Love you editors. Um, yeah. So after, you know, she shuts Dorit down Rinna's starting to jump in and Andy hushes her. He's like lowering his hands to her. He's like, look, you've already had your say. Just enough already. Like pipe down. Thank, thank you, Andy. Kyle just doesn't think she can do the celebratory toast at the end. She's like, I can't do it. Can I leave? And Andy's like, uh, Doug, how do you want to handle this? Like it's <laughs> like the fucking Treaty of Versailles or something. It's like, it's just a toast. She doesn't have to do the fucking toast. Half the time, you guys are like, remember the time they brought out like the spaghetti noodles or whatever in a little cup for on Vanderpump? And it's like it made them take a shot of spaghetti. It was like just bizarre. It's like, just give her a break. Who cares? You don't have to toast. He's like, I don't know. We've really got to discuss this toast thing. I'm going to have to get Doug involved. I don't know who Doug is. Production. We're going to have to call the head of NBC. Uh, who's that Brandon Tartikoff or is that like in the 90s am I dating myself I don't know um like really Andy just be like okay do do what you feel comfortable with you know Whew. so Rinna agreed to stop interfering with the sisters but I doubt that I don't think I think she's still been doing her shit since the reunion film so that was a lie Erica said she's good at making lo good legal progress so I guess we'll Stay tuned on that. And then they show us that Kyle has not seen or talked to Kathy from the reunion all the way until BravoCon, which was, you know, just a week ago. So that's kind of shocking. Um, I think she said, what they say? Farrah's weddings, like in the spring. So they still have some time to sort things out. Um, but wow. Wow, Bethany, wow. Oh, that was a lot. But I'm glad I got to see it early and get this off to you guys. All right. Well, thanks for hanging in there. 
And remember to put your business stuff in my question on Patreon if you'd like us to shout you out your business for the holidays. Let's get this popping. Let's get people in the community supporting each other instead of um, the big corporations. You know, I mean, we're going to do that anyways, I'm sure. But let's like, let's make it homey. All right. Thank you, guys. Follow us on Vanderpump Rules Party. Watch for our pumpkins. Follow me, Sarah C. O. C. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks.